Welcome to episode 433 of Geeksters. I'm your host, Ed. And I am your host, Sean. Hey, Ed, how's it going? Good, how are you, sir? Uh, not too bad. Um, anything uh, exciting and new? <sighs> well, there was a few things I, I did this week. Um, one was um, I saw um, the uh, uh, Eternals this week. Um, yeah, I saw it. <laughs> The what? The Eternals. Oh, okay. I saw it too. <laughs> so <laughs> I can I can check that one off the list. <laughs> What'd you think? I mean, it, it, I'm gonna say it this way: it wasn't terrible, um, but it wasn't good it, either. It, it, I would say I'll say it this way: it was a movie. <laughs> <laughs> it happened, <laughs> right? Um, I saw it too. Um, yeah, I mean, it was it was okay. I didn't hate it. Um, I'm, I was another one of those movies where I glad I didn't pay money to see it. <laughs> I mean, not that I like I said, not that I think it sucked by any way. I just didn't it didn't really engage me. It didn't really make me like oh my like okay, the way the Ten Rings did like it was like oh my god, this movie was awesome. It was great. I can't. This is incredible. The Eternals had none of that. (laughs) (laughs) For for me, it was like, okay, I got to watch it. I mean, I thought Angelina Jolie, of course, was good. Um, I I liked, you know, the... Maybe it was a twist. I don't know. I've never, having read the comic book, I didn't know for the the twist of uh, who was going to try stopping the Internals. Um, I was like, oh, okay. I, I was like, all right, it's it is what it is. I I don't know what it sets up. I don't, if it sets up anything, I feel like it's one of those like um, fluff pieces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the way the best way I can put it is like when you're watching a TV show, a filler episode, <laughs> where you're watching an episode of a, your favorite TV show and you're really engrossed in this plot. But then there's always that show that kind of de- doesn't really focus on the main plot. And then it just kind of like this whimsical or this one-off story happens. And then, like, the next week we go back, tags you with, like, a big bad guy at the end of it. You're like, ooh, okay, well, now you, it's a good thing I saw this episode so I know what next week is going to happen in a mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. This way I kind of felt like the Eternals was, like, this filler episode or it was like, hey, look, we got a bunch of people to the story. Uh, it's going to end with – a guy only some people know um the actor harry styles is a big deal because he's more of a singer than an actor um i don't know and then at the very very end john snow has got a sword (laughs) (laughs) you know uh and with an off screen are you sure from blade Mm. (laughs) and i'm like oh all right like the the harry styles cameo i kind of felt was like was he just there visiting the set one day and they're like, quick, let's get him dressed up. I, I don't know if he has any acting ability. And I don't know if it's... Like, I feel like it obviously it sets up a sequel, but does it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it did say at the end, it says Eternals will return, you know? So it's like, oh, okay. they, they did kind of set that up. So you're going, all right, they're, they're going to they're give... like, And I'm, I'm thinking they're, it's going to be a three, at least a three-picture deal 
with those actors, you know, like, cause Marvel's not a one off shoot really too much, no, you know, for their actors, they're going to do like a six picture deal or seven picture deal because, you know, they're going to, they're going to get these people for every, you know, movie they can, if, if it's popular right. enough. And, and you right, figure, like, Hey, like, look, guess who's going to show up in uh, what do you call it? Dr. Strange two, possibly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I thought it was kind of Avengers light as best I can put it. Um, the, the, I knew who the villain was not, you know, because I've, I've like saw things, you know, cause I, I kind of like, you know, uh, turned off everything that I saw, I think with Eternals on it. Um, the only thing, the only thing I did know was cause I was, I was curious about the end one, you know, like the final, uh, trailer. So that's, that's the only thing, but I watched that on YouTube and that was it. They didn't break it down or explain it to me. Right. Um, uh, cause my wife asked me questions. I'm like, I'm like, I have no idea. These again, it's now getting to a realm of comic books that I've never even thought about reading or, you know, an interest in, and i still have no interest in reading. I, I, I think full disclosure, I think I did buy the Eternals. Like when it was, uh, it was supposed to be a limited run and I get suckered just like everybody else. And I'm not saying I get suckered because it's a bad, you know, a comic, but it was supposed to be the works of Jack Kirby, uh, a story based upon something Jack Kirby did. Mm. And he, obviously he passed away like years ago. So I don't know if it was like a, a reissue or they're just taking the script and we're at, you know, get a new artist to, you know, work on the story that Kirby wrote. I don't, I don't really remember exactly how I fell into buying, I think a couple of, couple of issues. Mm. Um, clearly it wasn't enough for me to be actually kind of remember exactly why I bought it. Other than the fact was that it was probably a big deal in the comic book industry that it was like, Oh, I can't believe they're doing this. Oh, I'm standing here and here's issue one. I guess I should get it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like I wasn't searching out. I just happened to be, I knew about it at a comic book shop at the same time. The first issue was out for something unrelated and I was like, oh, I guess I'll pick this up, see if it's interesting. And, and maybe I got the first two issues. Mm. Maybe I would have to like dig, but I, I don't remember being wowed by it. You know, I mean, the stories of the seventies, I think were kind of bland and basic bad guy, punch bad guy, unless it was something like, you know, a demon in a bottle or, you know, when they took their, their primo guys and really like put them through the ringer. <laughs> Hmm. You know, so uh, like I said, I, I thought it was okay. I didn't hate it. I, I wasn't. I'm glad I didn't rush out to the theaters to see it. Um, I don't know. I'll probably. I feel like it's going to be one of those movies that I buy when it's in like on super duper sale. Like, <laughs> oh look, here's it is for like ten. You know, ten dollars. Oh, awesome. You know, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> like I, I, to be honest, I still don't even. I still don't own Captain Marvel. Hmm. You know, just because I keep waiting for like the right. I'm like, well, maybe I'll go down a little bit more. So, <laughs> okay, then, then here, here's the here's the big question for you: If you had to watch either movie ever again, which one would you prefer? Hmm. Um. I'm. Mm, ooh, it's tough. I might want to say Captain Marvel only because I felt there was more. Um, action in it. Okay. I mean, I, 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 again, I felt like that. Again, another uh, 
move comic book movie that I thought was just kind of a filler episode was like, oh shit, we're gonna throw her in Endgame. Quick, let's do a movie with about her. Um, that's how I felt originally. I didn't hate it. You know, I get the obligatory you know, Stanley cameo, which always is always gonna make me smile. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought the action was okay in that movie, but I don't know. Maybe you know, maybe I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take that back. Maybe the Eternals I'd watch again. Um, maybe I might find something different in it. Like in the end of multiple watchings, you can go, oh, like some subtleties. Yeah, know, no, um, you're right. I mean, I'm saying there's there's many movies, there's some movies now I've been watching and I didn't notice before that I have noticed now. You know, kind of thing, and 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 appreciate them more now than I did years ago. You know, I, mean, I, I do have some gripes about the movie. Um, gripe number one, I felt like it was more murder mystery than superhero movie. Okay. Which is fine, I guess, in the end. Um, I didn't, um, I'm going to get this, I'm going to butcher his name. The comic who got all ripped and muscular for the role. Oh yeah. I can't pronounce his name. So <laughs> right, you're on your own on that one. I, I, I'm like, there is no real reason for him to get buff for the role because there was the African-American gentleman who looked like he didn't bother have to lift the weight at once. And, <laughs> and he was still an eternal, like, right. you know, um, let me see. Uh, internals. Inter- <laughs> I don't like the fact there it is. Okay. Uh, it was, his name is, uh, Kumal, Najani, mm-hmm. um, Kingo. He's it was the character. I didn't really feel the need. Like, look, I mean, you want to work out for a role that's great and all. I don't think it was. You know, you know who didn't work out? Jon Snow. You know, he didn't look like he worked out. Neither did the guy who played Icarus. <laughs> um, I, I just didn't. It didn't feel like. I, like it, and again, I don't really necessarily feel you need to be super buff to be a superhero. Um, case in point, the 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 african-american guy which i closed now i forgot his name um (laughs) i i was um i felt like it was very a very inclusive cast like i feel like and i believe that that was not done on purpose but i feel like it was done by uh i do feel like it was done by design you know to show like if there were internals that from every race creed sexual orientation I was like, all right, it didn't bother me at all. I, honestly, I didn't care. I, I wouldn't, not reading the internals, I don't know if they gender-bended a character or made a character um, homosexual or not. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I wouldn't know because I never read the comic. So seeing it, I was like, oh, okay. That's... And when I saw when he was in a relationship, he had a son and a, and a husband, I was like, oh, okay. Like, it just, I didn't, how do I put it? I didn't uh, go, ooh, Disney, you did it again. <laughs> like I'm well past that. I mean, it's part of our society, and if, if that if that character is represented on screen, all right, awesome. You know, they made him a minority in a minority kind of thing, and said, okay. Um, I would say that at that part, I didn't, I didn't really care about. I'm like, I'm like, it, hey, and it is what it is, and it's like, either. and it wasn't forced. That's because that was the one thing. Like somebody saw it before me, and they were saying, you know, they didn't really like it too much, and I was like, well, I have to see it for myself. I'm not going to say anything, and I saw it, and I'm like. 
it wasn't a forced thing. It wasn't like it was shoving it down our throats. It was like, it's like, yeah. like it wasn't a, like, you know, like they made Iron Man gay or something like that, you know, like right, kind or, of thing or, where or he's or using a womanizer through the years and then all of a sudden like now they're going right. to turn him into a homosexual. Like it's like I, a I, character that nobody, only the you know eternal fans would really know. And it's just like, you know, oh, they made him gay. Hey, you know, great. You know, and they didn't, it was a nice little scene and that was it. And it moved on from there. It didn't, they didn't keep bringing it up. They didn't, you know, like, right. You know, it was like I, a one kinda, and done. I kind of like, you know, I, I'll use the scene in Endgame where they had the obligatory, Hey, here's all the women of Marvel scene. Mm-hmm. Felt, felt forced. somewhat forced. Um, you know, I, I know why they did it. They were all there that day. Why not do this? It's, you know, whatever. Um, so, but it, it did feel kind of forced in that moment. Where in the Eternals it didn't feel forced at all. There didn't seem to be like a message, like "Oh, look at us." Um, I I enjoyed I enjoyed the action scenes. I thought they were nice. I was a little I was annoyed they had um, Bill Skarsgård, uh, the kid who plays in uh, Pennywise in It, and who's been in a couple other movies that I've, I've really liked. He's in this movie, but if you don't know that that's him. I didn't know that was him until the very end. I was like, "Oh, that's who that was." Okay, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I felt like, why'd you make a? You could have gotten anybody for that part, like, because ultimately he was either motion captured or just a voice. And mm-hmm. if you kind of, like I said, if you blink, you kind of miss that character because um, he doesn't have a lot of screen time. Uh, so I was like, well, I guess maybe they're. He's either on the cutting room floor in a bigger part, or he's going to be set up for a sequel. Maybe I don't think he is, but whatever. Hmm. <laughs> like there were some people I was kind of bummed. I was like, okay, so they're clearly not going to be in the sequel. Like, uh, okay, or maybe they are. I, I don't know. Anything could happen with the uh, Eternals, and I guess with Doctor Strange. Uh, I don't know. I, I wasn't. I, I remember. It took me like. I would say two and a half nights to watch it all. Um, I started watching it late at night. I was like, you know, I'm gonna go to bed, and then I started watching it the next night. And like with like a half hour left, I like fell asleep, and I was like, oh, I gotta fucking finish it tomorrow. Because like, <laughs> sometimes what happens is like you you kind of nod off in the movie, and you wake up, and you're going, you first thing you do is you go, oh my god, the movie's over. What time is it? Maybe I can rewind it. Right. Like, how late is it that I can get through this? Right. You know, if I, if I shift my body this way, like, I know I'm aware, I'm tired. If, obviously, I fell asleep watching this thing and not and not even be aware that I fell asleep. You know, you just kind of, like, zonk out. And, you know, you wake up in the chair and you're like, oh, why am I? Oh, ah, shit, movie's over. What time is it? Okay, let me do some math. I got to get up at this time. Can I, if I force myself awake to finish it? And I was just like, you know what? I, I'm not that invested. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather go to bed, get up, finish it the next day. And which I and I was surprised that like I had like a half hour left. I was like, really? Because <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> it was it was like a two and a half hour movie, and it it felt like two and a half hours. Yeah, <laughs> every yeah. moment of it. I mean, there was a couple times because we, my wife and I, watched it on Saturday last night, and just you know we sat through it, and I was just like, I I looked at my watch a couple times because it was just like. 
when's this happening? You know, is, is, right. we, we wrapping this up? Cause I'm not even sure like, like how it was going to end. Like, you know, it was just, it, you just, there was like so many different like ways and it was just like, and it was a slow build. It was a slow burn movie. You know, that's, that's how, you know, thing, but, uh, but it was just like, and I'm, I'm like, I'm not getting too much character development. I'm just getting like at moments of time that this is happening. And, and, you know, these, these uh, beings are now trying to decide whether or not to, you know, um, uh, interfere with with uh, um, um, with the human race or not? You know, like and, and right. it was just kind of like, eh, yeah, <laughs> like it was. It was just seemed weak. Some of them, you know, it was just like some of the some of the scenes, and it was just like, okay, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm like, right. I'm like, I'm like, you know, how many times we got to do this? You know, <laughs> you right. know, it's, I mean, they they want to show these epic scenes, you know, kind of, you know, like these backdrops and like. And how, like, you know, like where they got, you know, go and, and it just, it just was like all over the place. And you're just like, yeah, I think they needed to tighten this up a bit more. I mean, like, I think, I think you probably could have took 30 minutes out of this picture and made right. it a two hour film and it would have been slightly more enjoyable, I think, you know, in, in, mm-hmm. in the long run. But, you know, I mean, what do I know? <laughs> I'm not really... Right. <laughs> well, what else? Uh, what else? Did you see anything else? Or well, I, I guess we continue on with the uh, with the uh, uh, Terry Gilliam films. This week it was uh, 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 Mighty Python: Search for the Holy Grail. Uh, yeah. Granted, you know that's always a, a fun movie to watch. You know, if, any, if anybody listens to the show should know that movie. If not, go watch that movie. It's hilarious, <laughs> right? Um, but I did notice things. That's what you know. Going back to when you were saying like noticing things. There was different things that, that there was like different subtleties in the movie that I didn't notice. Like there's at one point where um, I think it's the, the, the enchanter Tim, uh-huh. uh, uh, he's in the movie. He's spitting in the, in some scenes and I think it was intentional, but you would never notice it. Like, you know, like, like sip, a uh, friend of the show, Dave Sipom was, I remember Sipom was saying, he's like, he's like, I've never noticed that. And like the blue, the DVD version or, or the, or the VHS version, because he has his, he hasn't seen it in over a decade or more. Um, right. but, uh, he was, he was, he was saying that, that it was, just, he was just, he was blown away. Like there was just some, some things you just don't remember seeing because it was a low quality transfer from like, you know, from a, 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 a you know, film to you know like vhs or whatever so he's like it's so it was good to see those kind of central nuances you know type of thing and there there were some things that i i forgot about also but there were some things i'm like i don't remember like that's something new to me you know like i, and I was like i kind of remember the scene because you start laughing because you know what's coming up because you've seen it like a bunch of times and all of a sudden there was like something else and you're like i've never noticed that before and i just can't think of i just can't think of it right now like any any instances i can uh, share with you but uh, yeah, so we did that. Um, so like I said, I recommend that. And then um, yeah, two more films left. So we're getting we're getting close to the end. And then and then there was a bunch of films that we were talking about that we we're actually going to see. I'm not going to tell you now. We're going to leave that as a surprise after the next two films. Um, one is a comic book movie. Uh, one is a video game movie, and one is based on a true story. Because actually, I saw one of them. Part of the one. Uh, this week, which I won't get into, but uh, uh, it has two. It has. Uh, I'll tell you this: it has Macaulay Culkin and Seth Green in it, and Mon- Monsters Ball. Close. It's called <laughs> Party Monster. Party Monster. That's it. I saw that. I saw that a long time ago. That's a really good movie. Yeah. 
I have I have a flipping through Pluto and it was on and I remember actually seeing this years ago and I, I know I never saw the whole thing so I actually ordered it online and it's coming in you know hopefully this week and uh, but I, I've like I said we are still got to finish the last two Terry Gilliam movies before we move, we move on to this one so but we we were we we're starting to plan out so we're gonna have a variety of movies in the next. Uh, um, you know, like an, like an almost a, well half a month from now, we'll we'll have new movies that are not related to Terry Gilliam, and we'll be able to go. But I won't get into them until uh, right. we see them. So that way, I'm not I'm not uh, talking about and talking about and talking about it and then finally <laughs> seeing it. Right. So, um, okay. I'm trying to think what else we I did this week. I did. It took me a while though. Did you Did you go out and get the new version of Doom because it was came out in recent weeks? This week, did you? Um, try and um, I did not buy it, but I did see it on HBO Max. Okay, I did watch it, and my review was kind of like it was like eh, it was kind of boring. <laughs> it was two and a half hours of setup. You know? <laughs> um, yeah, so I I remember, I didn't see it. Um, I mean, I could probably see it. I'm sure, probably sure it's on HBO Max at this point in time. Um, and uh, so so Tuesday came out, and I. I went on, you know, uh, Target because where I work near near our work is is a Target, so I figured it's a store. I'll, I'll just do what they, you know, like you can do a pickup store pickup and you know place instead of me going, you know, getting it, you know, saves a little bit of time sometimes, you know, depending on who's working the register at the at the pickup counter. Um, right. You know, figure because you know a lot of times like with Target and all, you like they only have like limited copies because sometimes if you go later in the day, there's nothing left, like they're sold out. So. So I figured let me let me order. It's like in the morning. Figured lunchtime I'll go pick it up. You know, done and have it. And uh, you know, set it up to pick up. And then they send me an email saying that they don't have a copy, that they're sold out. And I'm like, oh my gosh! It was like ten thirty. <laughs> I'm, like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like the store just opened, <laughs> but at ten. You know? Like, like, so I'm like, I'm, I, I, I'm like, I think they never got it. What, what, what it was is that they they never get it because I, I I went in there not another time for a movie, and didn't see any copies. And there was a woman working at the that area. I'm like, do you? Have, I freaking forget the movie was. But do you have this movie? And she goes, No, it never came in. Yeah, well, we'll probably have it next week. And I'm like, Really? And I ended up buying it at Target, uh, like a day or two later when I picked it up. Um. But tar, uh, uh, I mean, not tar, Walmart. Um, and then, so I, I went to Walmart. Walmart didn't have it. So I was like, wow, this is either like the greatest movie and, and <laughs> Sean didn't get it or, <laughs> or, uh, nobody's selling it, you know, kind of thing. So actually, yesterday I, I had to go out and uh, pick up a few things at a, a hardware store and right next door is a Best Buy. So I went over to that Best Buy and they actually had a copy of it. So I, okay. so I ended up picking it up. I haven't seen it yet. So, uh, okay. that's, that's definitely on my list at the C movies, uh, type of thing. But it was, it was, it was just funny that like, you know, like, you know, like, like, like the, like people, they get upset. It's just like, you know, you, it's like, kick you don't go to stores anymore. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, you have nothing. <laughs> like if I, if you don't have what I want, I'm going to order online. Right. You know, you get to a point. You know, it's almost forces you to buy it online. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you're, and you have no choice. Cause it's just like, like I can't find it anywhere. You know, I've gone to two stores now, and I'm like, I'm not going to go, like, 50 stores just to find this thing. You know, go finally, you know, found it. I'm like, I'll just order on Amazon. Hopefully, they'll, they'll deliver to me in the day it comes out or the next day or whatever, and I'll be, you know, satisfied that way. 
Right, because Dune isn't something you're scouring the ground, the, the earth for. Right. <laughs> when you could, well, I mean, you you could have just watched it on HBO Max, <laughs> um, two three months ago. Yeah, but yeah, you know, <laughs> and, and I have the original Dune and and uh, the other the other uh, iteration, so I figured I, I better you know pick that part of the collection. So that's probably a reason why I wanted it you know to buy it. So uh, so that's why I, I mean I, w- I will probably I didn't hate the movie, but I just felt like it was. Uh, I mean, if you thought the Eternals had like n- very little action, this had even less action than that. It was, and again, uh, spoilers: some people died. I was like, really? You made such a big deal about them being in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> like, it just felt very like a. I, I I I thought it was okay for me. I was like, okay, well, this clearly sets up the se- a sequel. Where everything's gonna go crazy. <laughs> well, here, here's the thing that got me though is is that they didn't. Um, they, there was like no like other Marvel tie-in for this, except for the end, the exact end. But it's like still right. wasn't like enough to go in. You know, or, like what's the next iteration gonna be? Like what what are, what are they gonna do? You know, I'm I was just kind of surprised. That, you know, like you know they weren't gonna have like at least like. Doctor Strange come in and say something, you know, kind of thing. They had Blade. I'm like, well, Blade's not even out yet. So you're going, uh, you know, hopefully that, you know, sets you up with something. <laughs> like, right. Like they, they did the obligatory like, hey, well, if you guys have been around for so long, why didn't you get involved in the Thanos incident? And they explained why they didn't do that. And you're like, all right, fine. I'll buy that. Sure. Um why now? Like all of a sudden, now it matters. <laughs> like, like you're whole. It was okay for Thanos to kill off half the galaxy, and you're like, yeah, you know what? We'll just we'll just watch this one, see how this one plays out. And then after that, then when the whole world's getting ready to get explode, they're like, you know what? I think we maybe we should stop this thing from happening. <laughs> like, <laughs> like really. Uh, okay, sure. You know, yeah. Outside of that, around the dinner table, when they made jokes about how Thor used to chase what's his face as a kid, um, like who would lead the Avengers now with Cap and Iron Man gone? Like it was like, oh, so that's how you're gonna tie it in through conversation huh. and, and and jokes. Like, all right, sure, okay, uh, you know. Well, did you do anything else? I'm trying to think. Uh, no, I think that was pretty much it for me. You know, otherwise, you know, nerd wise, uh, uh, I did pick up a movie, but I I will I'll say the movie once uh, release of the week happened. But oh, okay. uh, but let's uh, let's turn it over to you. What did you do this week? Uh, uh, well, actually, the actually the only other thing I just just remembered, you know, uh-huh. of course, the, the I think the big one, and I think this week's big is the fact is the Book of Boba Fett episode three. Uh, <laughs> you, mean, you mean Boba Fett and the Power Rangers? <laughs> uh, so, what do you think? <laughs> um, look, I'm, I'm, I will go on record saying I am enjoying the season. I, I think the show's good. However, this week's episode had a probably one of the lamest. Sp- chase scenes I've ever seen in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> um, 
Boba Fett this week has got himself a group of kids who are like a street gang uh, who, in my opinion, I thought that they were kind of like, like not street trash, but they were definitely supposed to be like, like a, they came off as coming off as like uh, homeless kids that were forming a, cause they were thirsty and they stole from uh, Stephen Root, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and I'm like, okay, when, he, when Boba Fett goes to, to see him and kind of basically offers him a job, ultimately in the end, they hop on these really shiny motorcycles, speeders, that I felt was way above their station. It's like, hey, it's like if I walked, in, if I pulled up to your house in a Lamborghini, it's like, Sean, that, how did you get that? There's no way you can afford that. Mm-hmm. You know, how, from everything I know about you, Sean, there is no way that you're going to pull off, pull up in a in a, a Lamborghini and be like, come on, hop in, let's go for a ride. So I kind of felt right away that the kids were just the motorcycles. I'm going to say motorcycles. That's basically what the choppers they had looked just out of place. But what made it even more out of place was they were green, blue, uh, red. They were definitely like these very bright primary colors. And the first thing Stacy thought was she she's the one I'll give her credit. She's the one who automatically thought Power Rangers. And I was like, oh, my God, she's right. And then. Later, when I was looking on TikTok the next day, someone actually added the, the Go Go Power Rangers theme to the chase. <laughs> that <laughs> and I was like, someone else noticed it too. Um, the scene in question is uh, the mayor's right hand man um, hops into a speeder to get away from Boba Fett, and he's racing off. And Boba Fett tells the kids to chase him. Go get them, hmm. and they hop on their choppers and they chop. They they race after them. See, no, okay, I'm and, gonna stop you. I'm gonna stop you right there. I'm gonna stop you. They were not choppers. Uh-huh. They were Vespas. They were futuristic Vespas. Okay, that's it. They were motor scooters. That's all they were. <laughs> but they definitely came across like that with the amount of speed that came out of not only their machine but also the machine that they were chasing. I I just felt like they they were acting. They were overselling how fast these things were supposed to be going. <laughs> like, it's almost like we're going, oh my God, we're going so fast. <laughs> like, it's just one moment I was waiting for someone yelled, Jane, stop this crazy thing. <laughs> you know, because it, it's like, they're like, oh, like, and they're, they're, they're really acting as if they're going really, really fast, but it just seemed off the speed that they were acting that they were going versus what you actually saw on screen. Two different right. attitudes going on. And then the kicker, which gets me at the end, it is the very end. They chase the guy and he crashes. Here comes Boba Fett and lands from his jetpack. And I'm like, why did he just chase him from the start? <laughs> like he legitimately got there at the exact same time as the kids roll up on the the speeder right uh and i'm like why did he even bother sending him after him he could have just flew over there <laughs> like well, it just <laughs> like i just feel like going because this what episode was directed by robert rodriguez and the reason why you know that is because danny trejo's in it <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, because I'm, like, I'm like, I'm like, I, I when I, uh, when I was like, my, my, I was, when I saw Robert Rodriguez directing, I'm like, I am disappointed in Robert Rodriguez so in this so in this episode. Like I said, I, I will go on record saying, yes, I am enjoying the Book of Boba Fett, but this episode was like going. Uh, that was a tough one. That was like there were scenes that were just tough. To imagine that was the, the the big one for me was to watch that that Vespo ch- chasing going as they were going to, pretending to go fast, and it's just like right. I, I did. I put a, I posted a, a meme on, on our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, where it's George Costanza says like the book of Boba Fett and the title of the, the episode, and it's him running a, a, a rascal and these old. People chasing him now, and it's going real slow. I I was waiting for someone just to yell, "Ciao, Bruno!" Silencio, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bruno! <laughs> As they're chasing after him, just it was so. I was like, Robert, you gave us Attila the battle thing. Like, you know how to work special effects. And this is Disney Plus. This is this is this is mouse money. You could have added like a little maybe like motion blur to the scene. Just a little. Mm. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean and like I saw an article and I didn't I didn't grab it because it definitely was an opinion piece about someone saying how they're taking all the coolness out of Boba Fett. And I'm like I, I saw the headline and I thought about it for a second. I'm like, you fuckers don't know a goddamn thing about him. <laughs> I mean, you got one scene of Empire Strikes Back, you know, and then you got basically him looking like a uh, an ass, uh, like an, an idiot in front of Han, you know, Boba Fett, and then flies, hits the thing, and slides in the Sarlacc pit. It was kind of a chump ending for this guy. So you only had him for like two scenes, but. It just made every, like I'm like, well, maybe he was always just a jerk. Like, maybe you're not, maybe, maybe he's not as cool as you want to think he is. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like, um, what's your face is coming off way better. <laughs> like, um, it's, it's like there's a, like a little, um, clip of, uh, I think it's from Parks and Recs with, um, Chris Pratt and, uh, damn it! I forget her name. Uh, she's always kind of gothy and kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, damn. Oh, but they're they're having a Halloween party, and the Halloween party is like, and there'll be ghosts and goblins, and she yells, and a murder, like someone might die, and he goes, of oh, fun, like you know, trying <laughs> to trying to, cut. and that's how I feel like the two of them are acting. It's, it's Aub- like, Aubrey Plaza is the actor. Yeah. Thank you. You know, she's like, there'll be a someone will die of fun (laughs) and it seems like every time Boba Fett's trying to be like you know the hey let's negotiate this um what's her face what's her character's name Phoenix Sand uh yeah okay she's always like let's just shoot somebody like (laughs) in my head I'm going I if you want to be a a crime lord you better start acting like one there Fett because right now all you're doing is trying to negotiate and talk to people and and you could have just walked up and shot one of those kids in the leg to get your point across (laughs) (laughs) you know can we talk about this bang no now leave this guy alone (laughs) (laughs) now granted i mean if 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 without 
him doing because he didn't do that. We got to witness their Vespa chase. <laughs> <laughs> I I did the I did the Vespa run in thirty minutes <laughs> for ten blocks. <laughs> Before I walked it. <laughs> Seen that on her on her what do you call it her rascal on her on her walker with the tennis balls. <laughs> Going faster. <laughs> uh, snails are going. Wow, they're going really slow. <laughs> you know, I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I, I know it sounds like we're slamming it, but I, watching it does make me smile. I chuckle when I'm supposed to. I, I like living in that world. I'm waiting to see like what's going to happen. Um, I, I thought it was interesting that you know it's like, hey, we're going to send the Wookiee to kill you, and then you capture him, and then like, our bad, we're we're wrong, like, and then they leave and they go, here's here's a present, and you can keep him too. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay, well, I I mean, I know the the Wookiee is a big deal in the comic book, so I knew they weren't going to kill him off, but I was like, are they going to? You know he's going to come back later, right? You right. don't have that guy just slink off into the into the sunset, and not make his way back before the finale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, um, anything else? No, that is it for me. Okay. I, I I think I've I've hit all the all the major points this week. So, what about you? Okay. Well, we discussed. I did watch the Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, I also watched the book of Boba Fett, and I was I was wondering if you got a chance to watch uh, Peacemaker. I watched the first and a half episodes. I was okay. watching that today, actually, because somebody 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 sent me a message saying you gotta fucking see it. It's so fucking funny, and it is. It is. <laughs> it's like I was like I ran out of time. It's basically <laughs> I haven't finished it. I'm gonna finish it probably after the show tonight. I'm probably going to uh, pr- probably finish up the let because it's only three episodes right now. Uh, right. Yeah. They, they dropped the first three episodes. I don't know how many episodes in the season, but it's definitely, I think the whole series in is written and directed by James Gunn. Yeah. Um, which you can definitely tell based upon the music that's playing, the jokes that's being in there, some of the Easter eggs and references that are being made. The show's, I mean, I didn't expect the show to be as funny as it is, I also didn't expect there. Uh, I think there was a lot of nudity in the second episode. Um, well, actually, in the first episode too. Yeah. Um, I was like, okay, that's. It, it was surprising to see that in a DC universe type of film. I was like, oh, okay. I, <laughs> I was, I was taken. I've had the I was taken back by because you, you, you figure you've never seen anything like that. In any, you know, as far as I know, anyway, um, you know, uh, 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 DC project or, 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 you know, thing. So you're just kind of, you know, not expecting it. But so when it first hits, you're like, whoa. <laughs> right. You're like, oh, okay. Like, I wasn't expecting that, but okay. Like, <laughs> I mean, it definitely touched on, um, well, because I finished the second episode, I'm not going to spoil anything for you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can go ahead. That's fine. Um, you find out a little bit more about his dad, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which I thought was interesting. Uh, apparently, his dad is also a character from the comic books. Hmm. But I'm like, okay. Um, um, I, I, 
I like the show so far. I, I can't. I'm interested to see where it's going. Um, if it's going to, if this is like a one and done or if there's going to be any kind of extra cameos. Because mm-hmm. they already had, I would say, like a a big name cameo in the first episode. I think it was the first episode. Might have been the second episode. Um, one of the handlers who she's related to. All oh, right, right, yeah. I think that was the. <laughs> There's only two episodes. I do think it's the second one. Yeah, I think so. Um, uh, let's see. So I did. I did watch that. Uh, Stacy and I watched Encanto last night. Oh. Um, What's that? It was good. It was. Um, I mean, look. I'll be honest. I made it through uh, an almost two-hour movie without crying. Oh. <laughs> so, so I feel like Disney missed the mark on that one. There were some moments. Disney where, failed. <laughs> <laughs> there were some moments I would say maybe I got a little misty-eyed, but there wasn't any kind of like a <laughs> you bastards, you did it to me again. There was none of those moments. <laughs> there, there were some some moments like in the. In some of the songs from the relatives, I was like, "Oh, there's a little underlining thing." And I'm like, "I can understand that. That, <laughs> that one, I can, I, I can relate to that song, but nothing like there is no Niagara Falls in it." Um, it was, it was cute. Um, I don't want to say like I, I don't, I don't feel like I've seen anything like that before, but it definitely had familiar vibes to it. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's very colorful. Which I which I appreciated. I just it, some of those shots were really like vibrant. Um, the songs were uh, basically written by the same guy who wrote. Um, I'm gonna look it up here because I want to make sure I, I pronounce his name correctly too. <laughs> and see, Encanto. All right, um, uh, 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 cast. Okay, so crew. <laughs> Writing credits. Uh, come on. Lin Manuel Miranda. Um, the story by Lin Manuel Miranda. He's the guy who um, did the songs for Mo- Moana. Mm-hmm. He's also the guy who basically created um, Hamilton mm-hmm. on Broadway as well as The Heights. Uh, he also starred in the, I would say, I, I want to say uh, the Mary Poppins sequel. He's the the Dick Van Dyke character of that yeah. show, yeah. movie. Um, I did feel like, uh, not to, I'm not going to, I'm going to go again, say that I enjoyed the movie, thought it was fun. I did think the musical numbers felt very repetitive to Moana, like some of the rhythms. So I guess maybe that's pretty reason why I didn't have any kind of like it was toe tappy, mm. you know. I was like, okay, like, and as a person who really likes the Hamilton soundtrack and Hamilton the the play on Disney Plus, um, well, the Broadway musical, uh, it's his music I, I I'm aware of. So knowing that he did you know the, the music from Moana and then this one, I was like, okay, well, this feels very. He's got a st- a type a style. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it's very prevalent in his music techniques. Um, overall, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Um, I don't really. Uh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't. I wish I had more to say. 
I mean, on a scale, like if I had a scale of like one to five, I'd probably give it like about a three. Okay. You know, it was, it was nice. It was pretty. Um, I mean, it's kind of if you if you're on TikTok, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of catchy stuff that people can use from it, mm-hmm. and that you could say like every time I heard like a, a snippet of a song, I'm like, oh, I heard that on TikTok. Oh, I heard that on TikTok. Oh, that's my. That's from. I, I've, oh, okay, that's where that's from. Like, you know, I mean, I don't think it ruined any of my experience from the movie, but I just felt the movie was like, all right, well, it just felt very like, yeah, yeah all right. Um, what else did I see? I also, Stacy and I did watch the Hogwarts Wizarding Tournament. Huh. <laughs> We watched, uh, we kind of, the Tournament of Houses, it's called. Mm. Um, it was cute. I mean, Stacy, uh, um, what do you call it, was pretty good at uh, some of the trivia. <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she was very good at some of the trivia. And I even got some, I was kind of impressed with my own ability a little bit. I was like, oh, really? I can't believe I got that one right. <laughs> I was like, I mean, it gets multiple choice. I got a one for chance of getting it right because the odds are in my favor. <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, trying to represent our house, like yeah, let's go. But then you know, fall short. Like you sons of bitches. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I wonder if they're gonna be like. I feel like I don't know if this is like a one and done, or if they're gonna do it again, like every year around this time. Like yeah, here's you know another tournament of wizards. I hope so. I mean, you know, I I know it did. I know it did. Did very well, and I think that's probably it. I mean, especially when you have Helen Mirren, you know, star, you know, uh, host it. Host. You know, you... yeah, I know. It was the only thing I felt like it was kind of weird. I, I love Helen Mirren. I've always loved her as an actress. She seems to be. She's now. I feel like she's the the crazy aunt or the wacky grandma. Maybe at this point, mm-hmm. you know, that she just kind of says, "Yeah, fuck it, let's go have some fun." I, also, maybe it's because out of all the prestigious British actors they could have gotten in Harry Potter movies, she never got tapped. <laughs> <laughs> like, she could have been a McGonagall. She could have been, you know, Mrs. Weasley, maybe. I don't know. She could have been Dolores Umbridge. Mm. <laughs> you know? She just, out of all the, the British talent that's out there, she wasn't in any of it. Mm. So, having her... I'm like she, she's like I demand I am Dame Helen Mirren and I'm going to use my damehood to <laughs> insist that I be the host of this wacky tournament <laughs> filmed at Universal Studios London or whatever <laughs> you know <laughs> a bunch of a bunch of kids who don't know me from anything because <laughs> maybe red maybe from red. That's where they know me from. But, I mean, Caligula, nope. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Some of the other, the good liar with my good friend Ian McCallum, nope, never. The Hitchcock movie that she's in, nope. They just know her as the woman who hosts the show, and she's a dame. Because Judy Dench was probably busy. <laughs> you know, another, again, another actress who could have been in Harry Potter and either chose or passed. All right. <laughs> You know, um, I thought it was cute. It was fun. Uh, that's you know. Uh, I'm trying to think. Oh, and I also went to the movies today. Did you? Oh, yes. I did. Um, 
whole reason why I, I did not go to work today was because I went to go see the new Scream movie. All right, here we go. All right, um, a little history. I have seen my, um, West twenty five years ago, Ed. <laughs> the first Scream came out, and my sister loves horror movies, and and her and I went one fine after one fine afternoon to go see that first movie. Um, loved that first movie, loved it. I thought it was totally different in the way of like horror movies, and it was very almost it was very meta before the the term meta actually came to be. Um, I think that. Sp- Scream and Wes Craven's new nightmare I feel like helped launch like the the ability for a film to not take itself serious and poke fun of the genre that it's in mm-hmm. um, but more more importantly what, what resonates the most is spoilers if you haven't seen the first original Scream two killers never really been done before um, at least not to my knowledge not on that scale how it made like it told you what the rules are of a horror movie and how to, to survive it and then to watch every one of them not do those things. Um, and then the funny part about it is that my sister and I, because I think my parents were away that weekend, which is the reason why Danielle and I went to go see the movie. We got home. First thing that happens when we walked in the door, phone rings. <laughs> <laughs> we looked at each other and we both kind of went, we're not answering that phone. Because <laughs> we just... There was just it just seemed too right for that moment. Um, in the first movie, there's the killers are Billy Loomis and and Stewie, uh, Stu, um, played by um, Matthew Lillard. Um, in the second movie, Danielle and I went to go see it, and you know how in the Avengers when Cap gets the the Monier and everyone's cheering and stuff, mm-hmm. um, we had that kind of moment in the second movie because again. Spoilers. I'm just going to probably spoil the the three movies. The, the, um, not. I'm probably. I'm not going to spoil the new one. Mm. But just kind of catch up to speed. Um, the second one, you find out that the murderer is Billy's mom, played by Laurie Macleaf. Cleef. Um, but what was funny was the fact that the entire audience, when it's revealed that it's Billy's mom. The entire audience verbally went, Billy's mom? (laughs) Like, what? Like, okay. And again, uh, the third one was also, I remember seeing the third one. That's with Patrick Dempsey in it. Um, The fourth one had a cameo of Jane Silent Bob in it. That's the big thing I remember. Because it was, and during this, during these movies, um, to be as meta as they could be, there's a moment where they're actually the the second one is basically a, a movie called Stab, which is ironically enough for those people who are in the know that was supposed to be the original title of the Scream movies was Stab. Um, but what they did, obviously, they made it the Scream, but they used it for the second movie and previous movies that it was a movie series based upon the events that happened in. Sydney Prescott's life with me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay reason why I, it's important that 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 you lay the groundwork for the stab movies because it plays into this new movie um, 25 years later uh, you know it's there's the ghost face killers back uh, killing people and there's some 
familial ties to some of the people mm-hmm. in the in town. Um, it pays homage to West Craven a bunch. There's a lot of West Craven Easter eggs. Um, there's also a, a couple Kevin Williamson who helped write the script first time uh, Easter eggs, mm-hmm. um, and it very it leans into the meta of stab and scream um, to to be. I'm going to say it this way: very rarely can a movie be a commentary on a genre and still be entertaining. It wasn't soapboxy because it, it, it helped feed the plot of the movie. Um, cause at this point in, in this scream world, stab is up to eight movies, <laughs> right? And, and it's, and they mention it a couple times and it definitely, I'm debating whether or not I should spoil it. Um, Ed, um, you're the co-host. What, what would you like me to do? <laughs> I'm I'm a spoiler, so. <laughs> okay, all right. Okay, so... Give me, let me take a, let me take a sip of my water here. Okay, I'll spoil it. Um, for you, Ed. Yeah, great. Uh, and for anybody else who might care, um, but I'll give the obligatory countdown. Uh, five, four. Three. I'm going to start spoiling it in two and in one. Okay, so um, you find out the lead girl is actually Billy Loomis's daughter, um, and she is a little psychotic. Uh, so much so they actually have Skeet Ulrich play. In, he's actually in the movie as a vision, like a uh, like a like a, a haunting. Like uh, he pops up in like mirrors and stuff and talks to her, mm-hmm. and they de-aged him to back when he was actually in the original Scream, which I thought I'm like, oh, look at Paramount using some Disney money, <laughs> you know. Um, so that was kind of an interesting take on it. Um, they had a lot of people who were have been in the series before, like uh, and a little homage, like um, what's his face, uh, Randy's character played by. Uh, Ah, shit. If there was like a little... The comedian, right? Um, right. I just can't think of his name. <laughs> right. I should uh, I should really come prepared for this one. Um, he, there is like a, a, a painting of him in the, in their house, and it's his his sister, who is, they got her back from the original series, and it's her kids, so it's like they're, they're Randy's niece and nephew. Um, and they kind of one of them kind of watches stab every time she, and she feels connected to her, her, her uncle that way. Cause she never really knew him. Um, but she knows that stab is based upon the events that happened in her hometown. Um, there's, uh, and it, it's murders happen. Um, there's everyone's a suspect, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, the end, uh, without giving too much away, it, it's, uh, there's a moment where, the kill Jamie Kennedy. Killer. Jamie Kennedy, thank you. Um, towards the end, you find out again two killers, um, but share no relationship to any of the original cast members or spinoff members of the franchise. Um, surprise. Um, what they are, and this is where I think this movie gets real meta and brilliant, it slams fandom. It slams basically p- 
people fanboys and fangirls who like a genre and then when it goes off the rails how they feel entitled to make a better movie or demand that they redo something like uh there was um because of stab eight was so horrendously bad that our villains met online in like a reddit forum to bitch about the movie to the part where they came up with a better idea to technically they, they use the term uh re requel requel um like a reboot sequel and they <laughs> dis- and and you're like okay well you've seen and they describe what it is it's they basically they want to reboot the movie but hollywood is too scared to since they have run out of original ideas that what they'll do with an ip they have they will reboot a franchise but they'll bring in legacy characters to help launch the new franchise with these new people <laughs> and i'm like you sons of bitches <laughs> <laughs> like like and i'm like cuz that's what that's what the our villains are doing that they're basically rebooting they want to be so famous in doing all these murders that they that someone redoes the screen the stab movies starring all this because they know that the slash hero of the movie mm-hmm. is Billy Loomis's daughter um, so they figure what better way to find out since everything's all connected in Scream than to have the original killer's daughter be the killer in the reboot you know <laughs> <laughs> and and you're like that is so stupid someone would actually think of that <laughs> like it's it's very like I said it 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 really leans into like you know there's a nice little um like monologue from the bad guys because you know bad guys like to monologue um how like well, why don't we have a say and being a fan well it is so wrong to be a fan and they mention like you know like oh we get villainized and they bring like Star Wars into it <laughs> bring uh-huh. in, like Friday the Thirteenth into it oh let's reboot Halloween you know how we're gonna do that let's bring in Jamie Lee Curtis everybody like. <laughs> You know, it's you're like, oh my god, like it's genius. Like I don't think, and now because of the internet, internet trolls, it, it works. The 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 kind of the idea of why they're doing it works to this absurd level. And you're like, I, there are a couple moments where you have to suspend disbelief. Like, um, our hero, she has a sister. Um, and her sister in the very opening of the movie she gets attacked and she's in the hospital and there's a moment where she's recovering in the hospital she doesn't get killed, she's recovering and the whole floor of the hospital in the middle of the day goes dark and I'm like, that would never happen I'm like, oh, really? like (laughs) you just kind of have to go like, alright and then you go I guess I guess that's the way it is, and there's a, a, a scene in the darkened hallways, not super dark, but definitely dim hallways of this floor, and I'm like, there's no other patients, there's no nurses, there's nobody, there's a guard, but surprise, he's dead, you know, you're like, there's nobody? Like, that seems wrong, like, weird and out of place. Um, there's also another scene that I... I Continuity isn't really a strong suit in some of these movies. Mm-hmm. 
But when a when a, a scene goes from contrast from the middle of the day to at night doesn't make sense to me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, case in point, um, one of the kids and his mom, who is the, now the sheriff, she was a deputy in like Scream like three or four, I think, or maybe three and four. Uh, she's now sheriff. Uh, she has a kid. Uh, she gets killed right out front of the house in broad daylight. Then the kid gets killed inside the house, you know, like surprised. But now it's daytime, and and this incident helps bring Gail Weathers from New York back to Westboro, so that way she can kind of not cover it, but cover it, mm-hmm. you know, because she's there to see Dewey and Sydney has now left Westboro and she's off married with kids and stuff like that. She's also in the movie. She does come back to Westboro, but and again, all part of the idea that the two killers have to bring you need these three people because they're the legacy characters come back so and because they're rebooting the franchise that any one of them can be if not all of them can be murdered at any time you know mm-hmm. and, you're, and you're like okay like all right um so but when the sheriff and the kid gets killed it's daytime there's no hint that it's becoming dusk right cut to the girl in uh, the girl's sister in the hospital and it's still sunny right mm-hmm. then cut to uh, the sister and Dewey driving to the hospital and it's nighttime. Huh. and I'm like when did how far away is this hospital like it's supposed to be in the same town like did the sun just go Boink! and just you know like, <laughs> like a la cartoon like just went <laughs> I'm up now I'm down like <laughs> that was the only thing that that made me that kind of stand out was like with a couple I would say that mistake was just like really yeah but again you have to kind of go well this is a horror movie they don't really give a shit about that kind of stuff <laughs> you know <laughs> you know like if they're willing to murder somebody in broad daylight why not do a chase scene in a hallway in a hotel in a hospital, the same exact lighting, but they chose not to. Mm. And there's no sense, and not only that, but then not, there's not only a sense of time because at the end of that sequence, you're now back during the day with Gal and Sydney and and um, the girl, the Billy's daughter, and it's daytime again. And you're like, well, wait, what? <laughs> like, like did did this happen through the course of the night? Because that seems a little long. <laughs> like it just it there is just like this time gap where I'm like, well, did we? Is it supposed to be early in the morning? Because it looks like you know two o'clock in the afternoon in both scenes. <laughs> and then, you know it's like it's like two o'clock in the afternoon, midnight, two in the afternoon. I'm like, oh, you guys couldn't have done something. There wasn't like there wasn't like an editor that went. Maybe we should maybe color correct this scene to have it happen during the day, because like, <laughs> it would have made more sense. But uh, that's me just being picky. Right. Um, overall, I'll be honest. Going in, my expectations were low. Um, um, my sister, she wanted me to go with her, and it was me, her, and my oldest nephew. We went to all three of us went to go see it, and I'll be honest, I. Not, I wouldn't say reluctantly was going. I wanted to see it, but I also was like, I could have waited for, you know, DVD, Blu-ray, all that streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have, um, but I was like, well, my sister said, you know, her, she's a, 
she preferenced the whole thing. It was like, we've seen all the other screams in the movie theaters. And I'm like, I guess, you know, in my head, before I could even kind of go, yeah, I'll pass, I was like, well, you know, she's kind of right. I'll, what the hell? I haven't seen a movie in a while with my sister, so I'll go see it. And I wound up actually really enjoying it. It was actually, you know, it was way better than I thought it was going to be. Um, I'm Granted, I know I'm saying my expectations were low mm. because I'm not really a big horror buff, but I didn't feel like... I don't know. It didn't. It didn't cheap. There was not a lot of jump scares, which made me happy because I don't like. I'm not a big jump scare kind of guy. I feel like those are cheap pops, so to speak. Hmm. It's like going to a rock concert and someone going, "How you doing, Philadelphia?" Or "How you doing? Insert town name." Woo! You know, you get that <laughs> that that instant gratification pop. You know, <laughs> um, it just to me it feels like like oh oh my god creepy music haboo. <laughs> <laughs> they even kind of stretched it out and made it like I kind of thought it was hysterical um, when the the kid who's um, sheriff dies like he's in the house and he's setting up for what he thinks is going to be dinner because that's why his mom left in the first place mm-hmm. he, they're doing the obligatory I'm going to open up this door get my stuff shut it and every and you're always you're, you're expecting the ghost face killer just to be right behind that door just and they do it like five, I want to say three, maybe four times in this entire scene where he opens up a closet door to get some stuff, shuts it, and you're like, Oh, nothing. I'm gonna open up the fridge, get this stuff. Oh, nothing. I'm gonna open up this cabinet to get the dishes. Oh, nothing. <laughs> and you're just like, You guys know what you're doing, you guys are just playing with because you're just because everyone's expecting it, right? And we're just like. No, we're not going to give it to you. We're not going to give it to you like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because, and like I said, it was it was enjoyable. I actually walked out. We stayed till the end because we thought maybe there'd be like a, a post-credit scene because. <laughs> this ain't Marvel. Know, well, Marvel has trained me to think that, but I would say how meta would it have been for them to have like a come into theaters, stab nine, you know, like. Yeah, a commercial or a trailer for it, yeah. Right. It would have been kind of, I think, very meta and I'm, I'm it would have been. I'm sure there's probably like a deleted scene of like, well, we want to kind of end it on this note, but I, it was, it, it did leave for a sequel. Um, and I'm going to explain why, because this whole movie was basically about Billy Loomis and his daughter. Well, there's still a second, uh, there was still a second killer from the first movie that barely got talked about in this movie. Like it, he was, he was kind of like a throwaway character. Like his, there's a what you think is like a um, an offshoot murder mm-hmm. happens, but then you find out that and it's announced unless you're paying attention, it's because it's announced on TV that the guy who got murdered was the cousin of Stu from you know from the first movie, and you're like, okay. And outside of that, you don't really he's not really brought up or mentioned anymore, Stu um, Matthew Lillard's character, mm-hmm. and I'm like. Well, that kind of sets up. I mean, if I'm writing the movie, if I'm if I were to get tapped to write another screen movie, which I know I'm not, I'd be like, well, who's to say that he doesn't have a family member who's pissed that you know the line there was two killers? Let's focus on the second killer for God's sake. Zoe, maybe Billy, Billy this, Billy that. What about what about Stu? (laughs) (laughs) What about my man Stu? (laughs) Well, Matthew Little even joked that you know. He's not. He might have lived at the end of the second. At the at the end of the first movie, he might have, you know, because he wasn't shot in the head. 
<laughs> you know, the, the way Billy was. So there's a, maybe a possibility of, of him still being alive, that maybe he comes back as a killer. I, I don't know. Like, you know, mad about the spotlight. But who knows? I, I don't know. Um, on a scale of one to five, I, I would give it a, a solid four. Okay. I've seen the first. Uh, well, I've seen the first three of it. Um, I, I three really was like what <laughs> movie? Well, four, fourth was worse, right? Uh, and and I I have the fourth. I never I never watched it. I never said that. My wife and I were like, oh yeah, we just don't watch because she she likes Scream. She liked the movies. She liked those movies. And we we just never got around to watching that that movie. And then you know when this came out, you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, well. I- I also never saw. I mean, MTV did the Scream TV show for a couple seasons. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch any of those episodes. My sister watched. She said the show was pretty good, but a part of me was just like, "How do you turn that into a TV show?" Like, you know. But again, a part of me is like, well, now I'm kind of interested in seeing that TV show to see what they did to kind of because um, maybe they made it smart. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, the fourth one was 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 pretty weak they were doing like a another movie uh, in the stab series and they had sydney um dwight and gail come on the set and like i said the big thing is i remember and the killer who the killer is is silly again there's a family tie to sydney and but the big thing i remember them walking on like a film lot and there's like a crowd of people doing like the universal tour thing and it's jay and silent bob's on there <laughs> you know, Jay makes a big deal about like seeing the like it, it, it does kind of take you out of the movie a little bit as a Jay and Bob fan. <laughs> but again, it's it's kind of like at that moment I think when when Scream Four was being made, Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back was being made because I think Wes Craven has a cameo in that in their movie. It was like a cross. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. I do. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. He is in the, he is in the giant Silent Bob move strike back movie, right? So there's that moment. I think it was like, well, if you, if you I want to put you in my movie, if you come in my movie, like <laughs> we're filming across the across the lot. Let's come on around and visit us, right? <laughs> Virginity for a day, right? Just kind of a walk on and give Jay like some speaking lines and you know Kev do his reactions and then move on. <laughs> but I remember. But I remember when in theaters when it happened, the audience cheered. Like it wasn't like a oh, like everyone knew who Jay and Bob were, right. which I which I was kind of surprised at to be honest. <laughs> I was like, wow, people know who Jay and Silent Bob are. But I feel like that crowd was also the same crowd that would have just seen Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. Right. <laughs> and I was like, all right. Um, I if your if 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 your wife's really like this movie, she'll like this one. It was it was. I would say the best out of the the, the movies, you know, okay. for a sequel, okay. or or, or a, a, a um, we call it a, a, a requel. A requel. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did not. I did do. I did buy some um, movies digitally because there was a good sale on. There was going to get to my. Uh, let me get to my app so I could tell you what what I bought recently. Uh, I think it was like, like, hey, look, Sean, it's five bucks. Let's go get that one. Oh, I did. <laughs> it's weird. Um, movie that I bought and I just spoke about it was last week's episode was Fighting With My Family. Mm-hmm. Um, this week was on sale. 
Really? I was like, I was like, get the hell out of here! <laughs> I was like, you gotta be kidding me! Like, that's it. It was to me. It was. It was like it was like fate. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was. It was definitely like a hey. I'm it's, and I'll be honest. I kind of broke my own rule. It was. It was uh, eight dollars, Ed. So, uh, might have been six ninety nine. I think maybe it was definitely in in that not four ninety nine deal. <laughs> <laughs> But I really liked that. And I just recently watched it again. And I, I, it's really an enjoyable movie. I know it sounds kooky and all. It's, you know, speaking of meta, because it's a movie based on a documentary about a wrestler. <laughs> 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 you know, uh, but it was really good. It's very funny. Seeing it again made me kind of laugh harder the second time around. I was like, I really like this movie a lot more than I thought I'd me enjoying a movie and then me getting to watch that movie again and going, I really enjoyed that movie better than I thought I was going to enjoy that movie. It, it was it's weird. I also did buy a movie this past week. I have yet to watch. And that I'll is... never guess what it is. Yeah, you're right. Huh? You're right. I'll never guess what it is. Um, if I had to guess... We talked about it on the talked about it on the show and I felt like I needed to buy it so I could watch it and formulate my own opinion. <laughs> you you're expecting me to remember last week's show? <laughs> no, I'll, I'll tell you what it is. It's the last duel. Ah, okay. Ridley Scott, Matt Damon, Adam Driver. You know, <laughs> the movie that Ridley Scott swears the millennials ruined because of their phones. <laughs> uh, for the record, though, Ed, it has a 86 percent on the tomato meter. All right, so apparently it's, it's it might be a pretty good movie. Um, ha- however, just a comparison, fighting with my family, a ninety three percent tomato meter. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the last duel though is on um, HBO Max. Though it is, good. it is. It's funny. I was when I when I was going to watch Peacemaker, I was like, last duel went from theatrical release to video release and streaming at the exact same time I'm like wow I don't care I mean I like the cast is looks really really good uh, also I think what did it for me was that um, weirdly enough Ben Affleck and Matt Damon are ex- not only executive producers but uh, screenwriters hmm. for it and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I- I'm in. You know, I'm, I'm I'm curious. So maybe next, maybe I'll get a chance to watch it this week. You know, and then I'll be able to go like Ed. I watched the last duel, and uh, for the life of me, I just couldn't I couldn't really pay attention. I was too busy scrolling. <laughs> <laughs> see Ridley Scott going, you damn. I'm not a millennial, but um, <laughs> you damn Gen Xer. Oh, even the Gen Xers don't get me. <laughs> uh, outside of that, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty much my week. Um, so you mentioned that you bought something? Yes, I did. And actually, it's the first movie on the releases of the week kits. So here we go. The Adams Family 2 actually is coming out this Tuesday. I saw it at a Walmart. Um on Walmart th- breaking the rules Thursday, you know, you know, and I, and the what's funny was was that it was in a spot, 
you know, they have, they have like a new release wall, you know, and you go to that and that's, you know, where you, you would pick up the Tuesday movies or, you know, it would be that all that week. That's the new release or whatever. This was right. actually on like the, a sidewall, like going all the way down. Like, you know, they had like, cause sometimes like when they, the new releases, they get pushed to a sidewall and then, and then it gets further and further pushed down as, you know, the weeks progress. So it was like two or three walls down. I walked by and I'm going, this has to be a mistake. There's, there is something wrong here. Uh, there's just, just not right kind of thing. And I, I bought it and I was just, you know, cause I do have the original, well, I have actually, I pretty much have everything at his family. Um, but I figured out, oh, let, let me get this. But what's just funny though, is, is that, um, I have, um, a movie tracker. So that way I can track what movies I have in my collection at any given okay. time. And, so I scan the barcode and it puts all the information in, like it's Blu-ray and actors and a trailer or whatever, and it puts it all in there and like in a little format. And it's really a nice little app to have on my phone. And actually, I can I can access it on on a website as well. So if I'm at a computer instead of my phone, I can go through and, and find movies or whatever. And uh, I still I, I couldn't scan it like for some reason um, f- when I when I got it because I'm like it is because it's not out yet technically <laughs> and they right. like, can't scan it they haven't updated their their software yet for this MGM <laughs> <laughs> you looked didn't you yes and you're like and it you is before and now you look you're like it's MGM you? Universal yep fuck them. <laughs> well, I I knew it was I didn't I haven't put the code in yet, but I knew it's going to be one of those codes that just goes right to Apple and not because the first one did the same thing. It's that's the animated movies, um, you know that 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 they've been putting out, and you know the first one went right to the. It's only on Apple TV's app, you know that that I have right. it on. So I figured two is going to be the same way, and then now that you said MGM. <laughs> I looked. I'm like, there it is. It's, it's, so you're right. Uh, Son of a bitch. Uh, all right, and uh, so let's move on. Then. Um, Last night in Soho is coming out this week on 4K, Blu-ray, DVD, and digital. Okay. I know that's a, a big movie. Uh, um, can't. Probably gonna be my next purchase. Okay, because I I really like Edgar Wright and all his movies. I've always liked The Baby Driver, anything. Uh, what do you call it? Hot Fuzz, Shaun of the Dead, uh, End of the uh, Puppet, the, the End of the World. Um, I like all his movies, and I, I it looks interesting, and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm in. I, I his name alone makes me attracted to the project. Okay, all right. What else is coming out? Candyman 3, Day of the Dead is coming out on Blu-ray. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so, so there you go. I, you know, I usually don't add a lot of horror to the, for the horror fans. So there you go. Um, uh, let's move up. 4K releases this week. Uh, we're getting the uh, uh, Akira is getting a 4K treatment. So, uh, oh, about time. Yeah. And also in 4K, the original Spider, the 2002, 2004, and 2007 Spider-Mans are coming out and getting a 4K release on a triple pack. Of course, of course they are, because now they're like, "Hey, we got extra money now. Right? Let's go re- redo it." <laughs> <laughs> um, coming out all as a Criterion collection, uh, Hard Day's Night. It's a Beatles movie. Uh, it's getting a a clear Criterion collection, and this one kind of hit me in, hit me a little bit. Liar, liar! The twenty fifth anniversary edition. 
I saw that in the theater. <laughs> wow. Uh, uh, and then this last one is a documentary triple pack. Um, so it's a triple feature. If it's on Blu-ray, it's the For Love of Spock, which I've seen. Uh, Back in Time, which I've seen, and Ghost Heads, which I've seen. I actually seen them all. Um, I recommend it if you if you if you you know if you're collecting documentaries. These this, these three were um, interesting. Uh, Ghost Heads, I thought was the most fascinating one because that one um, is about fandom of, of Ghostbusters. Okay. Especially in like the local kind of almost on our tri-state area uh, kind of thing going on, uh, you know, New Jersey, New York, and Pennsylvania, and uh, you know, and and some in different areas, but the generally there because they they always end up going to the the uh, where the shot location of the uh, firehouse was in New York because uh, apparently they they have a sign and all and they have a display, but it's actually a firehouse now. It's it's been a firehouse for a long time. But they they have like memorabilia and stuff, and like the firemen always get people coming off, like taking pictures and stuff. <laughs> you know, finding the finding this firehouse, and the, you know, they, they're like, yeah, we're used to. It. But, but what I thought was funny was is that it goes all the way to the premiere, or actually of they were invited um, to I forget where it was they went to for the. Uh, the, seeing the trailer of the Ghostbusters uh, uh, female cast one. That's that's what this, this is all shot right before the female version of Ghostbusters came out. And and they haven't seen the trailer all excited for it. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, I'm sure the tables have turned for a lot of those people. <laughs> right. You know, because like, they were all excited in this, in this trailer. It was funny to watch because it's like, because right at the end they tell you what it is. And, and I'm like, oh, my God. I'm laughing hysterically at it, going, "I can't believe that that you know." That, and I'm, I'm like, "They didn't know at that time. That was that was that moment. Like, yeah, you know, like they they didn't they had no clue. Like nothing was really said. It was all hush hush at that point. They weren't didn't even a lot of them even know the movie was really coming out. Like when and all that kind of stuff. And these these people are all personally invited because how much a fandom they are." that that uh, go to convention right. stuff that they decided to uh, invite all these and it was like a whole bunch of them all wearing the 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 traditional you know uh, uh jumpsuits with the with, with proton packs right, and the right. thing they're all walking around and i'm like i'm like wow what a be what a time to be a nerd so right uh, so that's uh that's all the releases uh for uh, movies and tv so let's move on to video game um First one is a Shadow Man remaster developed and published by Night Dive Studios for the Switch, and that's coming out Monday, January seventeenth. Uh, then we have Nobody Saves the World, developed uh, by Drinkbox Studios uh, for the Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and X, the PC, and that's coming out Tuesday, January eighteenth. Then we have River City Girls, developed by Way Way Forward Technologies. And published by Arc System Works for the PS5. And that's coming out Tuesday, January 18th. Then we have Paparazzi. Developed by Sun- Sunday Month. And published by Kitbox Games for the Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X and PC. And that's coming out Thursday, January 20th. Then we have Rainbow Six Extraction. Developed by Ubisoft Montreal and published by Ubisoft. For the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, Stadia, and PC, and that's coming out Thursday, January 20th. 
Then we have Warjammers 2, developed and published by Dotomo. Uh, probably butchered that. Uh, for the PS4, PS5, Xbox One, X, Switch, Stadia, PC, and that's coming out uh, Thursday, January 20th. And finally, Black Storm, sorry, Baby Storm, developed by Baby Corp and published by Forever Entertainment for the Switch, and that's coming Friday, January 21st. And that was all the video games. Okay. All right. Um, well, Ed, um, last week, I believe the Golden Globes were on. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, they were, I'm sorry, they weren't on anything except social media. Uh, they basically had a, a party and no one was invited. <laughs> <laughs> they gave out awards to people who weren't there. And uh, yeah, they did that. They did that. That was a thing. <laughs> I mean, in, I mean, I guess it's it was inevitable that it was going to go that way. With, uh, I mean, obviously with COVID, that's causing an issue with gathering still. Um, uh, the year before they did it, but they kind of. Uh, I think Jonah Hill was like uh, I think one of the one of the people who was it Jonah Hill or is it Seth Rogen? Uh, one of the two. I think it was Seth Rogen. Basically, was like, so we're in here. How are the what are the mandates? Because we're all in here without masks, kind of. He was making fun, but it was also a good point. <laughs> so maybe it's part of the reason. Uh, also, I think too, I'm. I mean, the Golden Globes basically is the foreign press handing out awards to people that it's a good predecessor to maybe who might win Oscars. Mm -hmm. They said that was always a thing. Um, my usually my favorite Golden Globes are usually when Ricky Gervais hosts. Ricky Gervais hosts because. The last time he hosted, he pretty much ripped into everybody at how stupid this was, and <laughs> you know, basically, I think made a uh, an Epstein joke. <laughs> He's like, "Don't, don't groan." He was your friend, not mine. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, and I think that over the past years, the Golden Globes has gotten kind of a bad rep. So I don't know. Anyway, I'm bringing it to the table because they, they, I have a, their list of winners. Okay. Would you like to hear some of them? Sure, yes. Okay, well, um, we'll start off with, uh, I'm just going to go with the best motion, best motion picture for drama. It was The Power of the Dog, which is on Netflix, by the way, and it has Benedict Cumberbatch in it. Hmm. Um, best picture musical or comedy, because they can't just, you know, they have to put musical or comedy together in the same one. I don't know why, but anyway, West Side Story won. <laughs> Which is, I think, the the it was up against Cyrano, um, Don't Look Up, Licorice Pizza, uh, Tick Tick Boom, and West Side Story. Now, which is weird because Cyrano and Licorice Pizza are both from MGM Studios. Don't Look Up and Tick Tick Boom are both Netflix studios. And West Side Story had 20th Century Studios slash Walt Disney. <laughs> hmm. Hmm. And it's been getting slammed in the news because the lead actor, who is the same lead actor from Baby Driver, apparently, um, they say he kind of stinks at the movie. He shouldn't have been cast, and he also has like some sort of, a, um, I think, a sexual aggravation char, uh, char, uh, an accusation. Let's put it that way, um, brought yeah. up against him. So a lot of people are like, ooh, he kind of grumbling about that that but you know, hey look good for disney huh. <laughs> um best mo best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama uh 
Will Smith won for King Richard. Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he, he was up against um, Marshalia Ali for Swan Song, Javier Bardem for Being in the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch in Power of the Dog, uh, and then Denzel Wedge Washington in The Tragedy of Macbeth. So, good for him. Um, best performance by an actress in a motion picture drama was Nicole Kidman for Being in the Ricardos. Huh. Again, she lost, She won over Jessica Chastain, Olivia Colman, Lady Gaga, and Kristen Stewart. Um, best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical, or comedy. And Spider-Man himself, Andrew Garfield, for Tick, Tick, Boom. Wow. He beat uh, Leonardo DiCaprio for Don't Look Up, Peter Dinklage for Cyrano, uh, Cooper Hoffman for Licorice Pizza, and Anthony, Anthony Ramos for In the Heights. Um best performance by an actress in a motion picture musical or comedy Rachel Ziegler for West Side Story huh. um, no one cares who should beat um, I mean Emma Stone, Jennifer Lawrence Alana Haim, no one cares about the losers, they care about winners uh, best director for motion picture uh, Jane Campton for Power of the Dog huh. All right. uh, best supporting actor in a motion picture was Cody Smith McPhee for Power of the Dog um, best Supporting Actress, Ariana DeBose for West Side Story. Okay. Uh, best Television Series Drama, Ed, Succession. It's an HBO show. Okay. <laughs> I'm on the... <laughs> best, uh... te- best Television Series Musical or Comedy, Hacks from HBO Max. <laughs> so, all right. Uh, best Performance by an Actor in a Television Series Drama. We have Jeremy Strong for Succession. Uh, best performance by an actress in a television series drama. You have uh, Michelia Ja Rodriguez for, for I want to say it's Pose or it might be uh, yeah I think it's Pose. Um, best performance by an actor in a series musical or comedy. I feel like this was kind of an obvious one. Jason Sudeikis for Ted Lasso. Okay. Uh, best actress for musical or comedy for a TV show. Uh, Gene Smart for Hacks. Uh, you have Best Limited Series, Anthology Series, or Motion Picture Made for Television. Uh, the Underground Railroad from Amazon. Uh-huh. Uh, best Performance by an Actor in a Limited Series, Anthology Series, or Motion Picture Made for Television. Good old Michael Keaton for Dope Sick. Huh. Yeah, okay. It was very good. Uh, I, I, I highly recommend seeing that show if you haven't seen it already. Uh, best Performance for an Actress in a Limited Series, blah, blah, blah. Kate Winslet for Mayor of Easttown. Great. <laughs> uh, best supporting actor for television it was I'm going to butcher his name Oh Young Soo for Squid Game it's the old guy mm-hmm. if you've seen this show uh, best supporting actress television was Sarah Snook for Succession uh, best original score for motion picture goes to Dune Hans Zimmer so yeah look at that you're going to see a movie that has a, a Golden Globe winner there you go <laughs> Um, <laughs> you know, it's it's funny you go through this list, and it's just like you know, I I guess because now it's even tougher because it's like at least with when the, the movies, you know, of course it's going globe, so it's a lot more to it. But like like now that now that like like streaming services and you know other things can can get in involved in this, it's getting more difficult now because you're going, 
I didn't even know that was. And you're like, oh, it was on HBO. It was on this. It's like, right. Since there's no like now marketing, you know, way to to find out. Like it's 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 getting more difficult to go. Oh, okay. Like like that's a that's a movie maybe I should see now because you know, it it it, it won something. But you're going. It, it, to me, it's even worse now because you're like, you're like I never heard of it, and like, do I have the streaming service now? Right. Now you got to play this like back and forth game. Now most of the stuff I have, so I'm like, I'm not, you know. But uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm not gonna really see anything. I, I, I am kind of interesting. It was Amazon Prime is the the being the Ricardos. I'm, I, I, yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, I'm, I'm interested too. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm like, I wonder, you know, I'm, I'm like, I kind of remember the I Love Lucy and the, you know, I remember seeing like interviews and stuff like that with the two of them, and, or you know, individually and all. So it was always, it's always interesting to see it. So I'm, I'm kind of curious why, kind of, if it's, you know, gives you anything at all, like uh, insight into their lives, but. You know, a lot of times it's like, oh, this is on. And <laughs> I'm watching something else. Um, uh, best foreign language picture was Drive My Car from Giannis Films. Uh, came out of Japan. Uh, best screenplay for motion picture was Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, which is, uh, I'm like, all right, Kenneth Branagh, awesome. Best original song for motion picture, Ed, guess what? It was No Time to Die with Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell. <laughs> I- I'm going to say, like, I say what you say about the movie. That is a classic Bond tune. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh no, it's definitely you know, it, it, it had a lot of the elements to it. So you know, but it's just you no, know, right? I don't know. I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not getting into it again. <laughs> um, the best motion picture for animation in Encanto. So I watched a Golden Globe winner this past week <laughs> without <laughs> even knowing it. There you go. Oh joy! Um, that looked like that was it. On my on here, I'm okay. sure there's probably some other, but there, there is your winners, Ed. Uh, may you all bathe in your success. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, all right, win big and untelevised ceremony. Same, basically, same article. Uh, 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 I didn't get a lot of articles this week, to be honest. Um, I thought this one was interesting. Ed, are you a big fan of Dog the Bounty Hunter? <laughs> 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 Sorry, I just didn't finish that sentence without giggling. I'm gonna say no. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, uh, I know who he is. So I mean, you know, right? A few people don't know who he is. He's Dog the Bounty Hunter. A man goes by the nickname Dog. He is a bounty hunter. Had a very successful show for a little while, um, but then unfortunately fell under the uh, blanket of oh, he's also a racist. <laughs> um, apparently. Which is weird because he kind of disappeared. I think his wife passed away. She was not. She was ill. Um, I think they did like a, a like a, a show about it because he did bring a lot of money into. I want to say A and E, but I'm not really sure. <laughs> uh, Dwayne Chapman, also known as Dog the Bounty Hunter, is now hunting down another medium. Ed, uh, the Bounty Hunter is getting set to get multiple video games based on his persona. Through a multi-year deal with virtual interactive technologies. <laughs> uh, uh, apparently, you're right. It is A and E, by the way. I'm sorry. I was really, just, I was. Yes, eight wow. seasons of A and E. Basically, yeah, you're right. He, 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 he had a racial slur. He did apologize for his statement, right. but he yeah. was he lived in an area where it was commonplace for him to say it, so it wasn't like for, it was natural for him to say it to come out of his mouth. Right, every white person who gets caught saying that word says that. (laughs) 
no, no, it's okay. Everyone around me says it, so I have permission to use it. No, no, you never do. You never really have the permission to use the N-word. Never. I mean, he, he did continue the series on with his wife until her, her death, uh, I think in August of 2015. was when, or, or, Well, it ended in 2015 on CMT, so Country Music Channel. Uh, or whatever, right? Because because after the because after the incident, A and E dropped him, right? And I guess you know the good old country music television. They'll pick <laughs> up. They were like, "We're okay with you dropping that word. It's not that big of a deal." Here, come on to our station. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the best way I can explain it. Um, and apparently, the company announced uh, the deal through a press release. Um, it doesn't contain many concrete concrete details about what the games will be, but it will use Mr. Chapman's name, image, and likeness in connection with the advertisement, promotion, and sale of each game. There is no release window either. Uh, however, the press release states that the two parties are going to team up in the coming months and years to bring these, quote, exciting and engaging titles to the market. Uh, Chapman briefly stoke, spoke about the upcoming games. Um after years of sharing my life on television, I'm thrilled to bring my many stories and experiences to the video game environment. I'm delighted to be working with virtual interactive technologies and their experienced team. Uh, CEO of Virtual Interactive, I'm basically, I feel like it's going to be uh, VR games that he's going to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> just, just by the title of the company alone. Uh, collaborating with Dog and his team to help create unique experience for customers is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. <laughs> Dog's successful career in reality TV and his widely recognized persona will provide us with exceptional content to build a number of exciting and engaging games. Whew. Okay, well, just to let you know, um, virtual interactive technologies might not be a big name, but uh, the company has financed some smaller video game projects like uh, Carmageddon, um, the Max Damage, Catch and Release, uh, Warbital, and Interplanary, the Enhanced Edition. Um, I don't know if you played any of those games. <laughs> uh, Chapman is known for multiple reality TV shows that mostly chronicle his life as a bounty hunter. So expect Dog the Virtual Bounty Hunter game. <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I don't, I don't have to, I don't have to wear a uh, a, a mullet, do I? For this? <laughs> no, you get that mullet comes with the game. <laughs> okay, comes you with know. the helmet. See now, Ed, uh, that's perfect marketing. You pre-order Dog the Bounty Hunter, you get a Dog Bounty Hunter wig. <laughs> like an actual wig that you could wear. <laughs> get, get the mullet free when you pre-order Dog the Bounty Hunter VR. <laughs> the game, you know, it's all business up front, but there's always a party in the back. <laughs> <laughs> You get, uh, you know, you get a, a free download of uh, Ozzy Osbourne's uh, "Dog." He did the theme song. <laughs> uh, yeah, you get the, uh, you know, the racial slur uh, DLC content for <laughs> pre-ordering. <laughs> uh, it's okay. It's, it's where I grew up, everyone said it. Yeah. <laughs> But everyone said it in a completely different way, sir. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, since you got that, here's some exciting news, Ed. Um, NBC greenlights a Quantum Leap sequel pilot. All right. All right. 
Um, apparently, NBC, uh, it, it, with the original star Scott Bakula, who played Sam Beckett, possibly involved with the project through, though nothing is set in stone, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, the, the synopsis for the sequel pilot reads, It's been 30 years since Dr. Sam, Sam Beckett stepped into the Quantum Leap Accelerator and vanished. Now a new team has been assembled to restart the project in hopes of understanding the mysteries behind the machine and the man who created it. Uh, the original sci-fi drama series also starred Dean Stockwell, who ran, which ran from 1989 to 1993, and won six Emmy Awards and two Golden Globes. Right. Uh, the outlet notes Bakula has teased last September that there has been a conversation about a revival, saying uh, there is very significant conversations about it right now going on. I don't know what it will be. I don't know who will have it. The rights were a mess for years. I don't know if they're if they're even sorted out now. That's always the biggest complication. Um, creator Don Basario will executive produce uh, the sequel pilot with Steve Lillian and Bryant Winbrent, who did Gotham, serving as showrunners. All right, it's going to be produced by Universal Television. So there you go, Ed. <laughs> I'm going to have to dust off my Quantum Leap uh, complete series and uh, and watch it now. Because <laughs> I only, it's been a long time since I've seen Quantum Leap. Every now and again, I go to Best Buy, and um, well, it's been a while since, and I've seen the Quantum Leap series um, on sale on Blu-ray for like $40. And it's the entire run, and a part of me is always like, Am I $40 invested in this show? Because it's just going to be the Blu-ray. It's not going to be, you know, there's no digital content of it. Um, so uh, from buying the discs. And I'm like, okay, well, it means I'm going to have to put, am I, can I, can I do that? You know, can I, I don't know if I'm 100% honest in, in like, uh, a part of me is like, well, maybe I can stream it for free somewhere. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, and right now I'm, I'm looking, Q-A-N... Uh, quantum, quantum, come on, quantum leap. There you go. Season one, season two, season five. There you go. Season five. Season five right now on uh, Voodoo is twenty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> you know, season four is twenty dollars. <laughs> season three is twenty bucks. So right away, I'm like, I'm buying it physically. It's probably in the it's... quantum leap season two, twenty bucks. And season one, thirteen dollars. <laughs> probably, I'm just trying to think. Probably because there's only eleven episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but season two brings you the uh, you know the the full the full force of the NBC lineup for twenty episodes. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so well, it's I, it, it, I mean you have to watch it with commercials, but apparently. They have them on the Roku channel on, for the Roku. Uh, so, I'm, uh, so I look there to see where you can stream them for free. And okay. uh, everything else is buy. You have to buy uh, um, uh, the whole thing. So, Right. All right. Well, um, yeah, I guess uh, there you have it. I mean, that's, uh, you know, that's Quantum Leap, folks. <laughs> <Those people. laughs> it was a good show. I just don't know if I can go back and watch them because they are very soapboxy sometimes. Um, I don't mind soapboxy, but sometimes it's more drama, sci-fi drama than sci-fi comedy. <laughs> you, know, you know, it's poor Sam gets lost in time and leaps from one person to another. He never gets home. 
Let's see. He never, he never did. He never did make it home, did he? <coughs> no, he didn't. There was one time he came close, I think, and then he had to go back well, in or there, something. There were moments where him and Ziggy, which was uh, not Ziggy, was uh, Sam. Rock, Sam. It's Sam. It was, was it? Was his character named Sam? Um, <laughs> the two of them flipped Sam. a couple times. Um, where Al. Al, okay. Now, as Ziggy was the, Ziggy was the computer the that computer, he used, right? So Sam would leap back home, and then uh, Al got they, they swapped one time where Al was actually leaping, and Sam was stuck in the holding cell for whatever they had, like you know, and he was married and everything. But the series finale, I mean, they knew the series was going off the air. The series finale basically ended with a line basically going, and Sam never got back home, like. <laughs> It ended on such a downer. You're like, five years you watch this guy leap from person to person, and then you're going to end it with him not even getting brought back to his family? You fucking idiots. Like, <laughs> like that just seems like someone's bitter <laughs> at that point. I'll get back, you I'll get that faster. But now, I mean, if you think about it, you know, they, they restart the project, and the first thing that happens is he comes back. You know, you go, oh, my God, I left home. Like, oh, I'm back. I can't believe it. It's been 30 years. I can't believe it. What's been going on? And you're like, um, a lot's been going on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I mean, I, I'll wait. I'll, I'll wait and see. <laughs> However, Ed, um, my final article for the night appeared, I think, like in the last 24 hours. It is a show that got announced by Disney+. Plus. Okay. All right. Um, I'm curious to see where this goes, Ed, but the Santa Claus sequel series starring Tim Allen ordered at Disney Plus. I I'm actually excited for this, believe it or not. I I did I, I saw the first two. I can't remember the third one. Um uh, do I have the Santa Claus series? I think I do. You, you probably, you know, you, you probably bought the box set because you're like, oh, I liked one and two, and it came with the third one. It's the one with the, um, it's called I think the the the, the something Claus. Right, the, <laughs> the something Claus. <laughs> it's not the Santa Claus. It's there's it stars um, <laughs> Martin Short. Martin Short as uh, I think, Jack Frost. Uh, Jack Frost. I can't remember what the title of that like it's like Santa Claus three Electric Boogaloo. I don't remember what the the, the undertitle for the Santa The Claus Escape Clause. The Escape Clause, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> I knew there was the something clause. <laughs> yeah, because apparently I, I do have it. I do own the three. Uh, actually uh, actually I don't I don't I, I think because my dad, I know my dad liked those movies, and I think he bought the box set, and then, okay, and when he passed away, they gave the box set to me. So I was like, right, okay, um, okay. So uh, Disney Plus announced on Friday that a series order for Santa Claus, which is the working title, is a limited run series that will see Tim Allen reprise his beloved role as Scott Calvin. Uh, production is set to go underway in Los Angeles this spring, with Jack Burdett who. Uh, from The Last Man Standing, which is Tim Allen's last show, on board as showrunner. He'll executive produce alongside his fellow uh, Last Man Standing vets, uh, Kevin Hench, Richard Baker, and uh, Rick Messina. So it sounds like they went to Disney and we got we got an idea and, and Tim's on board if you guys screen it. And they're like, yeah, sure, why not? Um, 
Here's the official logline. Then uh, apparently Scott Calvin is on the brink of his 65th birthday and realizes that he can't be Santa forever. He's starting to lose a step in his Santa duties, and more importantly, he's got a family who could benefit from a life in the normal world, especially his two kids who have grown up at the pole. Uh, with a lot of elves, children, and family to please, Scott sets out to find a suitable replacement. Um, well, a suitable replacement Santa while preparing his family for a new adventure in life south of the pole. Uh, that's the that's the that's the official synopsis. Um, the rest is like, oh, like Tim Allen originally had started the role proxy in 1994, and and the family friendly film went to gross nearly like 200 million dollars. Um. And of course, the complete trilogy right now is streaming on Disney Plus. Um, he has been in a bunch of movies for Disney. Uh, I mean, besides the Toy Story movies, he did um, the the Shaggy Dog mm-hmm. and the live action flicks Jungle to Jungle, mm-hmm. which you know was okay. Um, I, okay, I, I I remember enjoying those movies, so I'm not really like. Uh, I, I feel like it's definitely a setup for like a. It basically says in the in the in the the, the synopsis he's going to find a replacement and they're going to run with a Santa Claus TV show after that, with that new person. If they're smart, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just a matter of finding somebody who's willing to do it. <laughs> I, I mean, I I, th- I think I think the, he's going to like because he's got nothing else to do so. I mean, yeah, I mean, you're right, but sometimes, again, I go, does he have to? I mean, I, I mean, I don't mean that in, like, an insulting way, like, well, let's get rid of Tim Allen. It's just that there, is he still a working actor? Like, is he, just, you know, he did all the voiceover work. You know, he's still making money on the Toy Story films. He's still making money on every time they air Home Home Improvement. Um, Last Man Standing, while it was kind of bumped with a little controversy, it still was a hit for Fox, you know, um, after it left ABC. Right. So, I mean, there's there's like a, I mean, and if he's willing to go back to a franchise that, you know, put him on the map as a movie star, then by all means, like, you know, like, I guess he feels maybe some, some loyalty to Disney, even though the new Lightyear movie doesn't have his voice in it that we know of, <laughs> you know? Well, I don't know. I just, you know, like it's Disney money. So, you know, like, like you put enough zeros behind anything and, and it's, you know, a thing. And, and, and this year, is, you know, is the start of like when they're going to really put start money into Disney plus. So like content in the next five years, I'm going to say, I don't know, maybe less or, or more. I don't know. Um, it's going to be really ramped up. We're going to see a lot more things coming through Disney because, the CEO decides, you know, like this is this is the way to go because of uh, the different markets that he's, you know, encountering with with the where he can make the most money, uh, you know, continually, you know, annually drawing in. So he's going to throw more money into it to to right. uh, bring on more content. So this this is technically one of the first of many things that are going to be coming to us in Disney plus that we're going to see. Like, I mean, they, there was rumors that they're going to have like, a uh, more star Wars, uh, characters. Is it going to be a Bo-Katan series? Apparently, uh, the right. one, one from the Mandalorian, the one, you know, uh, um, Katie Sackhoff's character in the Mandalorian. Right. Um, you know, there's, 
there was some other stuff that they, there was all this rumor mill stuff is coming out like of all this stuff i just, you know, just can't remember the other ones right now off the top of my head but the but it sounds like it's almost like you know they're they're throwing money you know like like oh you want a series you know star wars is popular it's throw them right. you know a bone you know there was another star wars series that i can't remember that they're they're putting money into uh- well, wouldn't it be the Ahsoka Tano TV show? With, well, that's you know, a definite, you know that that and and uh, Obi Wan uh, right. definitely, and then Caspian uh, and our um, uh, those are the three that are definitely happening, you know, type of thing. But they, there's other stuff that you say, like Bo Katan was just recently brought up in a and somewhere I saw like that that they were talking about bringing that as a series into the you know. Um, uh, um, Disney Plus family. Um, okay. You know, was, there's some other Marvel stuff that I heard that was just you know, I'm, and I don't remember. I don't remember those at all. But they they like they're gonna they're they're proven franchises, and of course they're gonna have a lot more uh, actual Disney stuff uh, coming out. That, right. But that's the same level, a lot more content. So this is kind of like the first wave of it that actually is an actual legitimate thing that came out um, because of the, like the boke the Boca Catan one actually uh, was was squashed like right away like it was just deleted because uh uh the girl uh the one not katie sackoff uh the one who's playing uh fennec shan in in the in the boba book of boba fat yeah make not win i think it is right uh she she posted to katie like you know great job on you know getting it and then all of a sudden that got deleted so they don't know if it was not not happening like it was you know type of thing or that it just wasn't inked out yet that they're right. at that point but they apparently that's that's the reason why they they think that's happening but it's you know it's it's saying it's it's I'm I'm excited for this you know I'm I'm you know I I would like to see more Tim Allen you know like kind of thing in a season um you know maybe a season 2 where he kind of steps aside and and you know it takes off by another character you know that takes over the right. F- by, by, you figure by season one he'll find his replacement, but you need season two to help this guy get accustomed, right? To sit pause. Yeah. So it's it's gonna be it's gonna be one of those type of things where you know I and, and and probably Tim Allen's probably milk this for all it's worth since he's like you said he's sixty five years old, so I'm sure he's like, you know, like yeah, Disney, I'll, I'll do it. Sure. <laughs> for first, you know, this kind of thing, you know, so. Um. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for it. Uh, what about you? I mean, I mean, I, you know, like I well, I remember I remember seeing. I think I saw all three. But I definitely know I saw the first one. I think I saw the first one in the theaters. I, maybe um, the second one I probably rented. I know my mom was a big fan of the series because she was a fan of Tim Allen. Like, uh, I don't think she ever watched the TV show. I know she never watched any of his stand up, but. I think she liked Toy Story enough to be able to like, oh, I like him, and he's been in a couple other Disney projects. Um, I, I thought the movie was funny. I thought it was the original one. I thought was good. I think by the third one, though, I think I was it was it was kind of stale. Like I, I feel like some of those movies just shouldn't go on. One, you get one, and then I feel like if it's a hit, get them a sequel. Some movies, not every movie needs to be a trilogy. It's the way I kind of felt like about it. Um, I remember seeing it and being like, oh, the third one I vaguely remember because of um, what's his face as uh, guy Martin Short. Not really a big fan of him. You're um, not a big fan of Martin Short. I it's it's weird. Like I I, I can only deal with him in small doses. 
Um, <laughs> like it, when he was on Saturday Night Live, thought he was some of his characters he brought were very funny and very original. Um, I think I did watch because then one of his characters, I forget the guy who was uh, was a fan of Pat Sajak. What was the character's name? Uh, shit, um, Jimmy Glick. No, Jimmy Glick. No, he was the overweight. Yeah. Um, like Larry King type guy. Uh, no, it was. I must say, I'm a big fan of Will Fortune. I must say. He oh, had, um, Ed Grimley. Ed Grimley, yes, because he actually got a cartoon out of it. Yes. Um, and I remember watching the cartoon. Um, and uh, but I remember him being on Saturday Night Live and enjoying like him the skits that he was on in Saturday Night Live, but. Anytime I actually saw like a full feature length movie with him in it, just with maybe with the exception of Dreamscape, <laughs> you know, Dreamscape with him and, and uh, Randy Quaid and not Randy Quaid, uh, Dennis Quaid and um, Meg, Fo- Meg Ryan, maybe I forget, where um, Dennis Quaid is shrunk. Isn't that Inner Space? In, no, Inner Space. Sorry, Inner Space. <laughs> Jumping <laughs> dreamscape same guy different actor <laughs> yes inner space where he gets injected into martin short's body and he kind of it's like a wacky fantastic voyage mm. <laughs> i i think i remember enjoying that but then when you get to like three amigos i like but again he's with two other jb chase and and uh and, and steve martin steve martin yeah i know and i mean that's one of my favorite you I know all time a comedy kiss i am really interested in seeing that that uh steve martin and martin short are on a, a tv show on hulu with uh, selena gomez where they are trying to solve a murder in uh, mur- murders in the apartment right and i, I yeah murder on the first floor or something i don't know apartment know. building it's, or something like that. yeah it looked interesting enough and i have hulu a part of me just wants to just needs to get around to actually watch like episode one to see if i can if it can hook me um if it can maybe i'll watch it you know but uh I don't know. Like I feel like I, was saying, I think there's some there's some there's I like there's one one Martin Short movie is like Pure Lock where he's he plays this uh bumbling idiot that um uh <clears throat> that's it's accident prone and and always something happens to him and he he I forget how he, he ends up thing he's he works for somebody and the, the guy's daughter disappears and she's the same way. So the private investigator that has to find her and just like I think it's like Mexico or something like that. Some some um you know uh, Isn't it isn't it Nick Nolte? No, it's not Nick Nolte. It's it's the guy from uh uh the the, the lethal weapon movies, uh uh Danny Glover. Okay. <laughs> All right. Danny Glover plays a private investigator that has to find this like rich person's daughter and he uses Martin Short because he figures if he makes the same mistake she did, that he would find her. And actually, actually that's what's up happening. <laughs> like, you know, and then, of course, Martin Short's character thought he could save the day and it never works out. And, you know, at the end, it, it does. But it's it's one of those movies that's just like, to me, it was it's one of those funny movies because it's like it's those like awkward, you know, movies like I I usually like I'll be falling over or whatever. Like I, I relate to this movie a lot, you know, like where accident prunes, I'll trip, you know, where there's nothing there to trip on and, okay. you know, those little things and, you know, you trip and then all of a sudden like you hit somebody and they have a hot cup of tea and they splash it on somebody and they scream and, you know, they, they have, they're lighting a candle. 
<laughs> you know, so they have a match and they hit somebody who has gasoline and <laughs> right. It's it's a series of of pratfalls and and slapstick comedy. Right. <laughs> yeah, and I I, re- I remember that movie like enjoying that you know f- laughing hysterically. There's always one I got and I got to ask Sipon because I remember we watching it together, and where he it's supposed to be this love scene and it goes it it, it you know it like like you know it like fades away because i think it was like an 80s movie or something like that and it's like and it stops because he's he was done and he goes three and a half seconds that's a new record <laughs> it was i forget what it was about i have to i have to sip on if he remembers that movie uh when i see him next but it, i there was always those those little moments but like i said like i i do i do get like sometimes he can be um over flamboyant in, in his comedy and you just got to get you're going <laughs> yeah right. yeah if, if you give him a little dribs and drives it's not bad but if you you know if, if he if he's by himself you're kind of like like i think clifford i didn't think was that good of a movie he was plays like a little kid that's right you know he uh, I, I'm, I'm thinking of three fugitives because i'm looking it up with uh it's martin short nick nolte <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, and I think the girl was Curly Sue. Uh, I think <laughs> maybe I don't know. They, they don't have a picture of her, so I'm assuming it's a. Uh, she's not only been in one thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a completely mental misadventures of Ed Grimley. He's at 13 episodes. <laughs> I, I thought that cartoon lasted more. <laughs> you just felt it was longer. <laughs> there is Inner Space Three Amigos. Um, I'm looking on back through his like history. I'm like, those are probably the only two things that I, I'd say that I'd be like, okay, he's not. It's he's like a good second banana, right? I, I always feel like he's not strong enough to be like a a lead, leading, a lead. Um, and I feel like I'm look when I was looking through his like IMDb stuff, he he was like a couple. He was like another movie with uh, he was in Jungle to Jungle with Tim Allen. So I'm like. Wonder if that's how they got the gig. Like, you know, you, you always kind of wonder how did they come to get Martin Short for that role. But I, I feel like, I mean, in all fairness, probably without Martin Short, you probably don't get a, a Jim Carrey because Jim Carrey was good is good with physical comedy, and 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 so is Martin Short and kind of characters. Mm-hmm. So I think I don't know. I don't like I, I don't hate the guy. I just it's like. Oh look, it's Martin Short. He's in there, and like I appreciate when I see him, but I want to be like, okay, you got a a window of opportunity here, sir, to make me laugh because I know you can, and then get out. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, but speaking of get out, Ed, oh, we're done with the show. <laughs> <laughs> now you guys can get out of your car, get out of your headphones, however you're listening to us. But not before you go to our Facebook page, Geeksters Radio, and give us a like. Or follow us on Twitter, at Geeksters. Uh, don't forget, if there's something you want to contact Ed about, or something you might want to ask our opinion of, just contact him at ed at wordswithgeeks.com. Or you can send your favorite Martin Short movies to Sean at <laughs> Sean at wordswithgeeks.com. That's S-H-A-W-N. Excelsior. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It though. could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. 